Oh boy, this will be interesting. Waking up on the wrong side of bed. Okay, that's what everyone wants to hear. That's what everyone wants to sign up to listen to. I promise, I turn it around. Welcome to Totally Normal, the show where you are not alone in your love life struggles, where you can get a little inspiration for the week and where you can get some company doing things for the millionth mundane task time. Like maybe you're walking your dog, picking up the thousandth poop. I don't know. I'm Lindsay Chrysler. I woke up on the wrong side of bed, which for me means I woke up a little anxious, a little full of dread. I always want to say, oh, I'm a little bit depressed, but I'm able to do things. I'm able to go for it. I went for a walk this morning. Like I was, here's what happens. There's one day where I feel kind of down and slothy and like lazy and I'll just let myself do it. Right. And I'll usually have some kind of content, some explanation, like I had a hard day yesterday or getting my period or I had a cocktail or I really worked hard yesterday or I worked out, you know, like something like whatever. So I I give myself one day to just, if it's one day, I just give myself a day to just do whatever and be, be lazy. And I say, I'll do it tomorrow. But then today came around and today is tomorrow. And I thought, nope, I can't do it two days in a row. I just cannot do two days in a row unless I'm sick. So I went for a long walk and here we are. I already feel a little bit better. I made myself a smoothie. That's how much I want to feel good today. Gosh, yeah, it's not depression, it's anxiety. And for me, I think the anxiety is on top of grief, but I cannot feel my grief right now. I can't feel it. I just feel the slight buzzy feeling like something's wrong, something's not right, something's off, something bad might happen. Something bad is happening. That little buzz. I hope I'm not making you anxious by speaking my anxiety out loud. Nobody wants to hear a podcast about somebody else's anxiety. I promise we're going to talk about other things. I just have to be honest that I am not bright-eyed and bushy-tailed today. Okay, so some some inspiring stuff. Let's let's get to some <laughs> inspiration for your week. What's happening? I'm painting. That's that's the fun part. Find these little classes, these online $20 art classes with these middle-aged women of the Midwest who use a lot of color. That is my artist inspiration. This is my second time finding one of these ladies and they are so awesome. It's pleasurable for the sake of pleasure, which is always what we're on the hunt for. So I've been painting and that's felt really good, except for when I left my paint palette on the table and I left my chair pulled out. And so then I left the house. And so then my dog, the little one, gets on top of the chair, on top of the table to look out So I came home and there was turquoise on the left paw, orange on the right paw, back paw was lavender, and there was also some, I don't know what was, red. So he had each paw in a different color. And then really the teal was the one that made it to the cream carpeting in my house up the stairs. I'm a coach, I'm a doula, and I'm a carpet cleaner. What else? I don't know. Life is just insane. Two babies were born recently in my world through my friend's Two babies came out of two of my favorite women's bodies. It's it's profound. It's one of those that just makes me feel like nothing else is important. It stops time for me when a baby is born. It's one of the coolest, hardest to digest moments in time. So it's been a big, it's been big. I went for a hike, beautiful hike. I couldn't, I just couldn't go offline from my phone because I was waiting to hear the news about the baby. Now that I'm so addicted to my phone, I need so much more time to unwind from from it. Like I need a full day long woods experience. I can't just go for like two hours and expect to feel great in the woods because the phone and I are very deep, very deep. Well, 
that's your inspiring content for the week. I'm so sorry. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Marital bliss. I'm still in marital bliss. I just kind of opened up to the rest of the world of lots of other things. Yeah, you know, life goes up and life goes down. That is the truest thing of all the spiritual things I've learned. Expansion, contraction. And it's not spiritual. It's scientific. The breath, right? We inhale and then we have to exhale. And that's just the, that is the most simple truth about life that I know. And so I had a really big expansion with getting married. It was so expansive, so full of love. And I've been contracting ever since and not so much contracting in my relationship and my marriage, but just contracting in the rest of my life. So that's an interesting question for you today. Is your life in an expansion or contraction? Okay. So let's get into the listener question for today. Totally normal. Okay. Dear totally normal. My partner is a quiet, reserved guy. And not very comfortable mingling with new people and making new friends. I'm not exactly a social butterfly, but like to meet new people, make friends, move to a new place so I don't know a lot of people. I like to go out, entertain at home, etc. How do I get my partner to be more social? Ooh, such a good question. I have so much personal experience with this over the years. So whether you have a partner or not, just notice like this a lot. So many of the questions are, I have a difference different desire level. And so that creates an uncomfortable experience of feeling like it's easier when you're on the same page. It's easier when, so a lot of this is going to be like similar feeling of we have a difference. I'm, I'm dating somebody or I'm with somebody or I'm married to somebody and we have a difference. And what do I do? So with this situation, so first step first is just notice that you have a difference and that's a normal thing. Pretty much every couple you know, somebody has a lower desire to socialize and somebody has a higher desire to socialize. And that might be because you have different appetites for that kind of energy. You might have different skill sets, like one of you might be better at socializing than the other. There's so many ways that this could be a difference. And so I don't know. The one thing I don't know about this question is when you do socialize, even if it's way less than you want, does your partner end up having a good time in the end? Or does it cause friction and conflict? Like do you fight on the way home? I've been in relationships where both of those have happened. Like is socializing good for your partner in the end they're just really resistant to initiating it or does it not go that well for your partner and so it's hard for them and so they don't want to engage in something that's challenging or are they neutral about it but and you just want it more and that one would be the easiest one to remedy because if they're neutral about it then they'll do things for you that you want to do and you'll do things for them that they want to do and that's part of being a partnership and it's sometimes you could look at it as a like compromise but actually what it is is you just stretch each other in different directions that you wouldn't stretch yourself in if you were not together and that's the best part about being in a relationship is that your experience of life expands and your experience of yourself expands and you get to actually experience more of yourself and more of life and if you're not doing that then there's some trauma going on or there's some diff conflict going on or there's some lack of understanding going on and then you actually have to do the work to understand each other better and get along better so that you can expand your life with this person and that's a situation for a, a great couples coach or a great couples therapist or a great couples workshop or something like that that's going to grow you. Okay, so let's just say it's the example for you that he's just more resistant to it. Like he'll do it. He's just way more resistant and you want it more. Like if, if you were to not want it, you guys would just go on your merry way, never socializing with anybody. And like maybe it would be a little sad, a little lonely, but like it wouldn't really bother him that much. But it bothers you to go on a, into a life of not socializing and not having core friends nearby would bother you. 
And so you want to do something about it. And so how do you get them be more social? So what I will say is the first thing is I would become more social on your own first. So I would get some of your needs met by sisterhood. Then I think you also need couples to hang out with. And then I also think you need a wider community, like a wider group to plug into, whether that's your gym or whether that's like a music scene or whether that's a spiritual community. Like you need a bigger thing to hold the couple as well. So you need your own one-on-one friends. And then I need other couples to hang out with. And then I need community. And I don't always have all of those very alive. The female friends I always have super alive. The other couples is way harder. And then the bigger community is like a little bit easier. So like I struggle sometimes with this, but I do think that that's the, that's the recipe. So I would start with whatever, whichever one feels easy. Like, do you have female friends you can hang out with one-on-one? If you're a mom, I'm not a mom, but if you're a mom, then there's a whole nother level of needing mom friends. So I would go after your own one-on-one social life. And yes, it is challenging. It is hard. It is not easy for anyone in their adult life to make new friends. It's really not. It's really challenging. Like you don't know what the rules are. You don't know the frequency. You don't like there's not a lot of intimacy. It's very, very hard, but it's very, very worth it. And what you do is you start small. You go for a walk. You go out to tea. You invite them along to something that's cool like Um, a farmer's market or a festival or like a event and you just make the invite and you have to make the invite. You have to be the one to reach out for a period of time and then it'll get easier, but you have to be willing to reach out, especially right now in our culture today. After the pandemic, I have noticed that you have to be gung ho and keep asking. And if people cancel on you, it's okay. Just ask them again. Like it's the first time, like dust it all off and just keep asking, keep throwing it out there. Sometimes some people are just not available and there's other people that are available. Then go out with the available people or be willing to ask the unavailable people multiple, multiple times. I would say after three times, if they keep saying no, maybe leave it alone for a while. So go after your own experience of socializing first. So one-on-one female friends. If you're a mom, go out with some mom friends or get plugged into a bigger group like a gym or a mom's group or a women's group. Seek out big group things or one-on-one things for yourself first. Get some of your needs for socialization done first. Part of the reason I suggest doing this first is to make sure that you're not projecting all of your own social anxiety and your own resistance to socializing onto your partner and just face all of that in yourself first that has nothing to do with your partner. And you will. You'll face that when you go to a group for the first time and you're nervous. Feel that nervousness. That's normal. Feel those butterflies. Feel the uncertainty. That's normal. But that's also what you're craving. Socializing is an experience with other people into the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what you're going to create. This is why people have social anxiety. Okay, so feel your own feelings about the unknown. Feel your own feelings about making new friends without your partner involved at all. Like go on that mission for a couple months and then start to weave your partner into some social socializing. You need to have a conversation with your partner about, hey, I know that you don't really want to socialize that much. It's really important to me that we have at least a few couples, friends that are couples, or a few families that we hang out with, or we go to a a few events once in a while where we're out in the world with other people, where we're getting beyond the insular walls of our own home. And I realize that it's a drag to put things on the calendar or whatever his his reasons are. Tell me, or you could even say, you don't even need to guess. Like sometimes I work too hard, right? You can just say, what would it be like for you if we socialized more? What are your concerns? What do you not like about it? Hear what he has to say. Maybe he has 
severe social anxiety. Maybe he doesn't like to have plans on his calendar. Maybe he doesn't know what we would do. Maybe he doesn't like anybody. Like hear him, hear him, hear him, hear him, hear him, hear him. Make space, make room, don't react, just listen. What is all the resistance about? And then say, okay, is there any kind of socializing that you would be willing to do for my happiness, for the happiness of this relationship? Is there anything that does interest you? Anything, even the smallest thing, like even one person that you'd be willing to go out to dinner with or one like movie festival that you'd be willing to take me to. And then find out the lowest minimal thing that they're willing to do and then go do it and then be appreciative and then repeat and just keep finding things that make you guys feel good getting involved in an activity together, right? Like a, like an eight-week cooking class. Maybe you need more structure around the socializing. In an eight-week couples cooking class, you see the same couples every week for eight weeks. You make friends. You don't need to be friends with everybody in the cooking class. You just need one couple that you guys feel comfortable with. So you start with your own life and your own social anxiety and your own stuff, and then you go on to your partner and you do things. And you also have to be the willing to drive this car. If they don't have a desire to socialize as much as you do, you will be driving the car. You're the one with the higher appetite. You're the one that's going to have to make the changes, set this up, have the conversations, put it on the calendar. And it is work, but I really, really encourage you to do it because I think socializing is one of the most healing helpful things in this world is just to be with other people. So I commend you for writing this question and doing what I'm telling you to do (laughs) or trying it. Oh my gosh, but boy, do I know this one. I'm definitely an extrovert in a relationship with an introvert. So it's a thing. It's a real thing. But I also am kind of grateful because I think being with an introvert has made me more sensitive, has made me more calm, more grounded, more devoted. Like I think there's There's a beauty to being with somebody that's different from you, but it's also frustrated the hell out of me at times. Oh my God. We used to get into fights going to parties. Like I would be excited and he would be full of dread. And I would just think that I would think that that dread was going to carry over through the party. It was like so embarrassing to show up for me to show up to a party with somebody with dread, but it didn't once, once the door opened and we were in the social experience. He had a great time and I was like, oh, I think I actually feel a little bit of dread or scared, but I override it with excitement. So we used to get in fights about that. We used to get in fights on the way home. We don't, I don't know what happened. It all just changed. It's like not a thing anymore. I think I allow for his dread and his resistance and we do and we go and socialize anyway. I no longer let that control my decisions. Like if I want to do something, I'll ask to do it or I'll do it by myself And I think having less unspoken like contracts and resentment around all of that has allowed for us to have such a better time socializing when we do. That's my advice. I hope that's helpful. Thanks for listening, everybody. Totally normal. Sorry I was so grumpy growler today. I just, I hope I didn't ruin your your day listening. Um, If you have a question, definitely write to me. I want to know what it is. Um, if you have a topic, if you have a question for me about my personal life, I'll always answer that as well. (laughs) I, I hope you have a really, 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 really wonderful day. And you know that you are doing a good job. You're doing a great job. Keep going. Keep going. Mwah.